Hi and welcome back to the White Noise podcast. Today, because it's the end of February and obviously it's a very romantic month and we are romantically inclined people, we decided to lean into that theme and we're going to be talking about something me and Sky are both very passionate about, which is fan fiction. So Sky, if you want to go ahead. So me and Liana have been friends for a really long time, <laughs> but we had like a whole period in our friendship where like we mostly just hung around with the same people more than being friends with each other. So at the time when we both would have been reading fanfic and like our fanfic heydays, we didn't really communicate about it. So mm. it's so weird to talk about it now, like, I don't know, like a decade later from when we first started reading it and like have the different experiences with it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like you mentioned just before we started recording this episode, it's such an intimate experience that you know the yeah. kind of fanfic you like it's not the same as the books you like you read fanfic because you're so intensely interested in a certain you know story or certain characters mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily share fanfic with people in your day-to-day life you share it with like the yeah. online community and I think yeah that's why we've only started talking about it recently because we talk about fan fiction as a thing rather than the exact fan fictions that we were into at the time Fanfic has this thing where, in all honesty, this is like one of our first episodes that I feel like unless you were part of the fanfic, I don't even say era because it's definitely still going, but like the 2000s, 2010s era of fanfic. Like the heyday. Yeah, you're going to click off this episode because you're going to think, oh, it's weird. Oh, why are you talking about it? But it's like, (laughs) if you're here, you get it. (laughs) Because I think like Liana said, it's really hard to explain kind of that particular feeling. But with like fanfic in general, like there is that intimacy with it. But then there's also the community side of it, which are two things we're really going to talk about in this episode today, because it was great to have like that. Oh, this weirdly kind of feels like mine. And then have that whole idea of a lot of people were reading this, but not talking to each other about it. Like everyone have would have like pseudonyms online and leave kudos and comments. And like it was almost like you could be a part of a community without having to like expose yourself yeah it was very anonymous wasn't it yeah not that it had to be and I think unfortunately that's why it became such kind of like a shameful thing not that it should have been but I know we've both experienced this hence why we didn't even talk about it with each other at the time but like because of that anonymousness you could have with it yeah there was like a huge shame attached to it and I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode today is because we're both in like our mid-20s now or at least getting there and we're just fed up we're just like you know what we liked this shit it really helped us during really dark times it helped us find different kinds of communities yes we acknowledge the problems with some of it which we'll get into yes. a bit later but it, it, it was something that I think a lot of people are realizing now that it wasn't this yeah it wasn't this big shame that you should have had I think a massive part of that is like you say people are anonymous and that doesn't help um that obviously adds to stigma because if people are embarrassed to reveal their names then it makes people believe there is a reason to be embarrassed but Mm -hmm. I think before that we have to think about the fact that a lot of fanfic is very sexual in its nature Mm -hmm. so um I just want to preface this entire conversation by saying that there's probably going to be some topics in this episode which might mm. they might be a little bit heavy I can't say for sure what we're going to dive into just yet because we want quite a natural conversation today but um if any of you are familiar with fan fiction at all you know sometimes it can dive into quite mature content matter which it probably shouldn't have done considering mm. its audience base and that can take you into the conversation of who was writing this and this is something me and Sky are fascinated by is 
well are the problems with fanfic that they've written by people too young or is the problem mm-hmm. that the people reading it were too young and the people writing it were too old and this was mm-hmm. the problem with the anonymity of fan fiction is you didn't know who the person writing this was like you didn't know how old they were you didn't know their um orientation that becomes a whole thing within fan fiction you don't know anything about it and it just it's funny because like Sky said it's so important to so many people and it has been to me in times of my life but there are so many problems with it do you know what's funny though like you just bringing up that whole um you know obviously wanting to warn people about stuff we may or may not be talking about fan fiction was actually the first time I ever saw like trigger warnings really like I, I also understand like the, the term trigger warning isn't exactly correct. And I know that a lot of people don't like it, but just say warnings in general yeah. um, have become a lot more important now. I mean, they were always important, but I mean, people are realizing their importance yeah. and why you need to have them in shows and films and any kind of media. But I think fanfic for me was the first time I really saw them. And I think yeah. that was another reason why even like those kind of warnings got a bad stigma because they had that association to that kind of content and that kind um, of audience of like teenagers yeah definitely yeah. but I think that just goes into the whole idea of again how like pinnacle fan fiction was and still is because it like I'm not saying that fanfic was the reason we have these warnings but like they were doing it way back when yeah okay they were <laughs> a lot of the fanfics had really really problematic stuff in so they really needed them but yeah it was yeah it was the first time I ever saw them yeah and it's so fascinating to me because while it's a great thing that they set a precedent and you know they made it important to include and normalized it so it's like should they have been including the stuff in those fanfics that required those warnings yeah it's a debate isn't it but Mm -hmm. I just want to say we're going to dive into this but before we get super deep into things I think maybe we should start by talking a little bit about our biggest fan fiction like the one that really got us into it or the one we still revisit to this day the fanfic yeah there's <laughs> no other has one everyone everyone has one mm. yeah so do you want to go wanna... first <laughs> well so mine's, mine's tricky <laughs> mine's a bit infamous among my friends because um mm. so i was super into game of thrones and a song of ice and fire specifically because no matter what i've ever been into i've very much been a law person so even if the actual text or show or whatever it is is not that interesting if there's good law i'm into it i will spend nights and nights and nights on wiki so of course a song of ice and fire was my shit um i would say from the ages like 16 to 18 and um it's embarrassing to say but i got very much into aria and gendry and obviously the uh, it's not hold on i'm gonna stop you there it's not embarrassing to say we're not no, no, doing no. this here <laughs> no 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 hear me out no because this is what i'm going to dive into because there are many things oh, that okay. are embarrassing but this one actually mm. is um i agree with you though i believe like don't shame people but anyway mm. <laughs> the thing with Ari and genji is there was an age difference and when you're younger you don't think about it as much and you also through the lens of this content you're thinking it's based mm. in a different era it's a medieval fantasy world and um, some fan fiction, like, and I mean, I consumed everything to do with them, like AU, everything, honestly. And um, it was always there, but sometimes they would shrink it to kind of make it more palatable. Um, that was kind of stuff I read. I didn't really get into the stuff that was like their real age difference. Because when you actually go back and read A Song of Ice and Fire, it is big. And it is like a mm. bit concerning. And some fanfic, they would like um, talk about the era in Game of Thrones when... Um, Aria is first sent off and she's quite young and Gendry's like a teenager and stuff and it was like uh, weird I was never into that I just want to say mm-hmm. that but essentially 
it was a big thing for me. I was really into it. All my friends know they thought it was quite funny because of how much I was into it. I would sit on breaks in college reading fanfic. That was our thing, wasn't it, Sky? Like, I, I was going to say, I also just want to say quickly that, like, even though we didn't really share our, like, fanfics with each other, we were both aware that we were reading them. Yes, and exactly. I fucking loved how committed you were to this. Yeah. I loved how it was, like, a joke. Like, not, again, not, like, a joke at your expense. <laughs> it was a joke you were in on. But I loved how it was It was a joke about, like... like it was this all was I read. Just, like, to a point where, like, I was, like, convinced that you had written it at one point. <laughs> No, honestly, I literally, I remember my sister was like, Leanna, just stop writing it. I'm like, no, like, don't get me wrong, I get the appeal, but like, I like consuming it, you know, there's yeah, some stuff yeah. you want to write, some stuff you want to consume. But the thing is, like, still to this day, I think them bitches were good writers, honestly, like oh, some of the yeah. people writing this stuff. And I have seen people say that in the comments of some of the fics I've read is that there's something about that particular pairing, which actually attracted some really good writers. So, mm-hmm. um, and you can find that in a lot of fandoms where like, you know, certain pairings will have like really bad writing for the most part. Some will have really good and you can't really mm-hmm. explain it. It just happens. But mm-hmm. anyway, this particular pairing I got so into because there was some genuinely really good writing that kind of like really fleshed out the world of A Soul of Ice and Fire. And I eventually stumbled across this one and it's infamous because I read it like nobody's business. And I read it, I swear to God, every year. Like Sky, you even know this. I'll send that yeah. message every single year. Like I'm doing a read, I'm doing a read. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even joking. I end up doing it. I read it in a night. I don't think there's another thing I've ever read that quick. And this is not. A small fic. This is like does it have a name? Like two does or the three It is called No Feather Bed for Me. So people, okay. it's like infamous in like the Aria Gendry area, and some people don't mm-hmm. like it because they think it mischaracterizes people. But at the end of the day, it's all up for interpretation. They're not trying to write another, you know, a Song of Ice and Fire novel. But to me, it it kind of is true to what I think of those characters. You know, mm-hmm. it really depends how you read and interpret those characters. But essentially, it's um it's set in Westeros like the normal world of Song of Ice and Fire but it's AU in that Gendry was genuinely born into the Baratheon line and you know him and Arya went to get married but then Sans is a bitch and she marries him and then Arya meets a young Griff who turns out to be Aegon Targaryen (laughs) all this stuff and it's like if you have read and love A Song of Ice and Fire it's so Mm -hmm. rich and heavy that like despite the romance and the violence and the wars that happen and like it goes into generations of the oh it's fucking amazing despite all that you can get so into the lore of it and even right now I'm getting so excited and I'm <laughs> trying to get people to read it and I love it so much yeah like a novel like if I could go buy that in a shop I would and that is how much mm-hmm. I love it and I think that is something really important to take from fan fiction is people don't just read it with the glow on their screen at 2am like you know mm-hmm. that meme that's like um boys whacking off and it's like porn that's like girls whacking off it's yeah movie, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not just like that it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's just genuinely very rich text and some people just really flourish like getting a starting off point from someone else's original idea and I don't think there's any shame in that and I feel like I've spoken a lot and I will come back to this but come on Sky. No I I <laughs> honestly I love the passion at which you speak about this with because like I've never read this say this particular fanfic mm. I wasn't as deep into the Game of Thrones fandom and mm-hmm. enough maybe to like look for stuff like that but I, th- I think this just really drives home like what you were just saying about like how rich it can be like yeah you yeah. have your silly fanfic which I also love and we'll mm-hmm. get on to it but there is something like when you're passionate about something it shows as Liana mm. has just demonstrated <laughs> beautifully <laughs> but like when fans write stuff honestly magic can be created and I'm not especially when they care that much honestly 
because like you said it goes into so much of the law and it's like because you have your I mean at the end of the day people read erotica fanfic or not people read erotica and erotica sometimes it has some premise that uh, most of the time it doesn't because it's written for the sake of being for want of another word book porn Mm. I'm not saying there's (laughs) anything wrong with that but when you have fans who are really dedicated yes they write aspects of that but there's so much build-up like there's so much background they like have this they have an understanding of the characters that like they shouldn't have but they do and I think I, I really think it's fantastic. it's fantastic because in my opinion fanfic is always a good thing because mm. you know sometimes you will go so long without new content um the original you know thing that created fanfic was Star Trek as most people know you know it got I didn't of- know that oh oh okay so <laughs> no, I, I did so, not know um, that <laughs> so Star Trek comes out in the 60s gets to about season three gets cancelled the fans went absolutely nutty it was not massive when it came out but the fandom came through and they were like printing magazines with their stories and such. And then the show basically had a resurgence like a decade later in the seventies and it got big, it had a revival. Then you get, you know, new shows like Star Trek shows and it pretty much single-handedly created fandom. Star Trek. I did not know that. Yeah. And so it's so fascinating to see that like that created this like domino effect and it's, I sometimes wonder, would fanfic happen without that? Or was that just the one thing that happened to be the catalyst? I like to think it would have mm. happened anyway. But mm. um, people had been basically writing fanfiction for ages because people wrote fanfiction, like Jane Austen fanfiction. They wrote stuff mm-hmm. about Sherlock Holmes. It was just, um, it was called pastiche and it was considered more highbrow. But um, what happened with Star Trek is it was like anyone was doing it. It wasn't, you know, like someone writing another novel of something. It was, I just mm. want to write a short story about what would happen in a new Star Trek episode maybe some stuff about Spock (laughs) and it was just fun and you could do whatever you want and I find it so lovely that people can do that and share it with others and so I don't understand why people would be against it and um Mm -hmm. to bring up an author which you enjoy who doesn't enjoy oh here she comes you can't have (laughs) fanfic without her (laughs) Miss Anne Rice herself yeah when you talk about fanfiction you have to bring her up you just have Uh, yeah you you really cannot I mean I'm sure People who have listened to our previous episodes, you would have heard this story before, but yes. it warrants retelling. <laughs> I mean, you probably are more familiar with all of this than I am. So do you want to dive in? Basically, at like its most, yeah, basic terms is everyone, well, if you don't know, Anne Rice is obviously the author of Into the Vampire, Queen of Down, the Vampire Lestat, um, i.e. some of my favourite books. <laughs> I very much love the vampire genre. And if you have read them or even seen the film, you would have to have seen the intense homoeroticism that's in them. Um, If you haven't, please go back to our Gays and Ghouls episode and then come back to this one. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of that, and I think this is also an interesting point to get into, is that it was like that teasing of these queer characters and this queer coding. So people took that. And they ran with it. And boy, did they run. <laughs> they create, like, you know, they kind of, like, they retold the story of Interview of the Vampire. So it was, like, obviously gay. And <laughs> Anne Rice did not like this. Mm. I kind of get it to an extent because, you know, you do get, like, if you're a writer, um, especially a fiction writer, you, like, you do get very precious over your characters. Um, so it's hard, I guess, especially for Interview of the Vampire, because the reason Anne Rice wrote that 
particular book was to like deal with the passing of her her daughter and things like that which of course you see in one of the characters so yeah of course it's really personal isn't it so I don't know if for her like in her experience to see people taking it and like talking about another aspect of it maybe was a bit hurtful for her but basically she had like she got lawyers involved and just shut down the interview with the vampire fanfic community like she was slapping season desists on people it just became like notorious like it didn't even sound real the way no, she was kind doesn't. of like hunting people when down you, I just cannot even fathom loving a character and writing a story and then the writer sending me a cease and desist like yeah. I understand everyone views things differently but to me that is just so horrific and unnecessary I think it's because we've both also said in the past that like if anybody ever took our writing and our characters and turned it into fanfic, we would actually be quite honoured because yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realise is that for fanfic authors, it will be because they are really passionate about this particular piece of fiction yeah. and they're like, they need more, they want more from it. Um, and because the author or the creator isn't going to do any more, then they'll go off and do it themselves. Exactly. So it's a hard, it's a hard thing to balance. It very um, much is, yeah. and it takes you into kind of the debate of death of the author in a way. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I'd like to start this by saying, like, I'm going to go back to George R. R. quite a bit in this because, I mean, I know Game of Thrones fanfic, and yeah, he is notorious for not finishing stuff. So of course, he has not revisited. A Song of Ice and Fire for so long now and it's like infamous that you know The Winds of Winter is probably never going to be released because he's kind of written himself into a corner and such but anyway um, he is not a massive fan of fan fiction just like Anne Rice but when mm. you kind of, I don't like to say abandon but when you kind of you know put a bit of a pause on your own work you've created this gap for people to go a bit nuts haven't you you just have it's you see it with fandom culture all the time when you don't get a marvel film released for more than three months people mm-hmm. start coming up yeah, with crazy yeah, yeah. debates and fights and people just need to fill that gap as much as authors can resent that because at the end of the day they are not a content machine they can't keep turning stuff out they have to I kind of think they have to realize that when you put something out into the world you don't necessarily have complete control over it anymore and that isn't always a good thing I am not completely subscribed to the idea of death of the author, but I'm also mm-hmm. inclined to think that you have to accept what you put out into the world will be mm-hmm. adjusted. And just because someone wants to take something and be inspired by it doesn't mean they've altered the original text. So as mm-hmm. much as Anne Rice felt very, you know, like her text was personal and such, and I understand that, you can't then expect every single person to just take it for what it is and leave it alone. You just can't. When you, yeah, when you put it in a public domain like that, and I also think this is where we kind of get into the whole idea of like people starting to be a bit ashamed of reading it because if like apart from you know fucking assholes making you feel bad about it, you know you really enjoy these texts like and yeah you probably enjoy them because the fanfic author writ them so well but it's also because you enjoyed the original like it's very rare that you will read a fanfic and have no association with the original piece yeah it's like the whole idea of like they're so passionate about it that you want to share in that and I think we've said this before that like when you do create a piece of art and then you share it with the public you do kind of have to expect that it's going to be received however people want to receive it and you don't you can't really control that and you also can't really tell them they're wrong Yes, I completely agree, because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, they're a fan of your work. 
it kind of just goes into anything that you put out into public. It's not just writing and fan fiction, is it? It's, um, you see this debate all the time. It comes with music and sampling and um, references in art and every kind of creative media, really. Just you, you can't put something out into the world and expect it to completely belong to yourself anymore. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of like foolish in a way. Yeah. It sounds like a bit of a harsh word, but <laughs> you can't expect it to go the way you want. And so I'm happy we agree on that. Yeah. I'm really curious what people listening think of that. So like, I know we're mm-hmm. only halfway through the episode, but I will say, please let us know what you think of that mm-hmm. on social media, because I'm really curious if other people are going to agree. Another thing that I think would cause debate, and I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts, actually leads into my The Thick. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> is, so <laughs> I, this is going to, as much as we're like saying, like, this is a safe space. This is about like, we're championing fanfic. We're not like wanting people to be ashamed. And there are so many aspects of fanfic. However, I do think they fall into two very obvious categories in this sense that you've got fan fiction, like Liana was just talking about, that you have a piece of fantasy media or something that was created and people take it and run with it. And then you have the other side, which is when it starts to involve real people, real celebrities. So for that reason, (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) be, I'm not going to be giving the actual name of the fic that I read. Um, if anybody has read it, you're most likely going to be able to guess it. It's not that I'm saying there's any shame in it because, you know, I have read it even recently. It's just that, like Leanna said, when I was younger, you didn't think about stuff like that. You didn't think about like the problems of it and things. And like this particular fic that, well, I'm going to call Moondust <laughs> instead of giving it its real name. Um the way that it was written, it really did not feel like it was about real people. It was like it just used their names. And for me, my like whole introduction to fanfic was like a bit... St- I don't know if anybody's was like not strange, I guess. But like, <laughs> so when I was younger, what happened is that um, I started writing something and I did have a Wattpad account. I did post on Wattpad. <laughs> I did <laughs> I did have a pseudonym name when I was a teenager. It is all gone now. But um, I was writing and posting something that like I've worked on for a long time and it looks very different to the way it originally did. Um, but people used to comment on it and tell me it really sounded like this particular fic. And I was like, oh, OK, so it was on my radar and I knew about it, but I never read it because I I don't know, I guess just began because it was like the real aspect of it. I didn't want to cross that line. And then when I went to I had like a, a course in either college or uni, I can't remember. And one of my. Uh, assignments was to research fanfic because we were we were we were looking at like fanfic of like classical pieces like Pride mm. and Prejudice and Emma and things like that and like it just popped into my head I was like oh okay so I finally decided to read it and then it was just like a black hole from there <laughs> in like the best way that's just fanfic it, experience though honestly it literally like it was like it changed over the years of me reading it but that particular like the first time I read it, it was very stereotypical I wasn't in the best place at this time in my life so it was like a real comfort to me to have this thing that I enjoyed reading Mm -hmm. a lot and it also and I guess this is why I'll be so grateful to it and like keep feeling about it the way that I do but it kind of like reignited my love of writing because it taught me that writing didn't have to have rules yes it could kind of be whatever but like you know it was set like (laughs) this fic was set in a different time um a lot of the people that were in it I didn't actually even know they were real people because Mm. I was involved in this fandom which is why I wanted to read it but I wasn't like so deep that I knew everybody who was associated to it 
Um, I do now because it's been like, like I said, it's been like, what, eight, 10 years. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing with it was like, yeah, it was over 500,000 words. It was split into like different sections. Um, and also it all happened to be out at the time mm. that I was reading it. So like it did get posted, I think in like chapter by chapter, but I was never around for the original. Um, so I did, I think I read it all in maybe a week, like locked up in my room. And oh, it was just no. like, it was like, but it was like that experience of there was an intimacy to it because I was the only one in my life reading it. And it mm-hmm. felt like I was the only one that knew of its existence. But then I would read the comments of people freaking out and loving <laughs> it. And I kind of felt it was so weird because like I fell into the fandom of this fic, not the actual fandom. I've done the same. So much like people would like they were talking about these characters like they were literally characters like that's what happens when a fic is so far removed from real people like yeah and then that begs the question why base it on real people yeah I think (laughs) yeah I mean (laughs) Liana knows um the particular fandom that (laughs) this was Mm. um and I think it was because obviously this author just loved this this fandom and they wanted to like have their part in it um and I think like yours as well it's the thick of the fandom well there are two of this particular fandom one of them is really problematic and again if you know you know (laughs) whereas this one was more like the real literature version I don't know how else to describe it no I get it because (laughs) you know we were saying fandom is split into two major fandom fanfic is split into two major camps um yeah real people fictional characters you then mm-hmm. split into the subgroups and in both of those major camps you have the subgroup of uh literature and smart mm-hmm. you basically do like i know that's an oversimplification but it, mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to yeah and i do understand because i've seen the same in the fandoms i was involved in like there were the ones where people were like this was fun in the comments like damn that was hot blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah and you get these ones like that was incredible I cannot wait for the next chapter and they get <laughs> genuinely excited for it like it's a serial in an old newspaper yeah you know? and the thing I, is I though, Leanna, is that, like this fic was both like it did have Ooh, really okay. erotic like I said the people that know will know <laughs> but it had really erotic scenes in it it did have problematic themes. It was, I'm just going to keep narrowing this down and people are probably definitely going to guess yeah, what it yeah. is. But I think it came out in like 2009. So it was a sign of the times anyway. On top of that, it was a fanfic. And there are a lot of things people explore in fanfics that don't really seem to have consequences. But there was also like the, what's it called? Like the fluffy side of things. Like it was, it had those really tender moments. The characters were like really thought out. Like, it wasn't just sex, sex, sex. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a whole storyline that, like I said, it was, like, a 500,000 words long. That is insane was- to me. That's, like, <laughs> some, like, wheel of time shit, honestly. It was, but it, it like, it literally was, though. And oh, it was just... stop it. Like, because I uh-huh. always think the one I love, no further than mm-hmm. me, I reckon. <laughs> I always think that is stupid long. And you're talking, mm-hmm. like, three, four times the length. Like, you're insane, honestly. It was just, I'm, what you read I'm not going to give too many clues because like you say you mm-hmm. don't want to reel the name but yeah, it's yeah. not got an entire fantasy world built around it no this is right so th- it's set in reality which I yeah. think and I I think this is where like also our just preferences in general differ mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong about but just like mm-hmm. media in general 
I do much prefer stuff set in reality. Like my own writing is very much set in reality. So this was something else. I also think, and this is again where it comes back into the queerness that was fanfic mostly. Um, I had kind of just come out around the time and this fic was hella queer. And I think even though I was not going through any of the problems these characters were, because again, it was set in a different decade. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. It almost felt like a rite of passage after coming out to have this like fanfic that meant so much to me. See, I obviously, if you don't mind me asking, Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to dive into the area of um, queer fanfic. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, we're both writers, and I think a lot of people that consume fanfic are or will become writers. That's a very big part of it. It's that inspiration, like, oh, you don't just have to be published. Anyone can put out their work, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's the whole thing. Of course, we both write primarily romance stories. Maybe Mm -hmm. one day in the future we will share them publicly, but just for our listeners to know, that is kind of me and Sky's thing. Mm -hmm. You, I'm not going to reveal too much about your own writing, because that's not my place, but of course, Mm -hmm. you, are you okay with me sharing? You've you like right you've written a story about two male love interests I don't reveal too much about your own writing yeah no that's fine (laughs) so of course when someone say doesn't have the sexual orientation Mm -hmm. of you know the characters they're writing or consuming where do you fall on that because of course this is a massive debate in Mm. fanfic so it is really difficult because I feel like it changes with age and I think this is even a reason why like I said I don't really want to reveal the name of this fanfic because whilst I do like as a piece of writing I do think it's really good I don't agree that it was based on real people and um, also these real people do know of its existence which is a whole other thing as well yes yeah. um, but, we have a few examples of that we'll get to that yeah yeah um but so like yeah so I myself like I said I've, I've written um stories about two male um love interests and these are stories that I don't think I'm ever going to publish. I think a lot of it for me was just like exploring different things in my writing. Like I have, and I'm sure Leanna, you're the same. I have a lot of writing that I'm never intending to yeah, even try and get published. Yeah. It's just a way that I wanted to write. But we were talking about earlier today, like it really comes into this whole idea of people always say, write what you know. However, if you are going to write something that you have never experienced, you have to at least do your research talk to people um I think this is the biggest thing like yeah doing online research is great but if you're really unsure about something you need to speak to people who have experienced this because they will tell you whether or not you have a right to have this voice completely agree like yeah not to get like because again fan fiction it's a little bit different because like I said it's not always meant to be taken super seriously Mm. and this say particular fanfic was written it was written well as far as I'm aware it was written by a woman I'm sure their name was a pen name but they referred to themselves as she her so I do believe it was a woman and it was very obviously written by a woman not to stereotype but again the whole idea of men written by women was really Mm -hmm. obvious if the actual people had not found out about it which I know kind of sounds a bit dirty but if they had not found out about it I don't think it would have been problematic exactly like yes there were still problems in the actual storyline itself but they were meant to be in there it was like really stereotypical things that you always yeah. find in kind of like those queer toxic writing. things that always get thrown in fan fiction for trauma yeah. and dramatic action mm-hmm. yeah 
course. So yeah, if it hadn't been brought, but again, the only reason it was brought to the attention of the fans, um, sorry, of the real celebrities is because the fans did it. They were like sending it to them and they were like, and I get it because I can, I can put myself in that, like not when I was younger, but now I can put myself in that position and realize like how uncomfortable obviously that would be. Awful. Like, even though, yeah, even though, like we said, when you're kind of in that kind of industry and you're putting yourself out there, there is so much like there is there is a line there is a um, there is very much a line mm. I mean there's one thing people altering your content and the things you create and then there's one thing like people running with you as a person mm-hmm. because um and I just want to slightly introduce another topic which is mm-hmm. you know like we're getting into uh fandom based on real people and we mm-hmm. watched a film earlier today which <laughs> is very much based on a real person it's infamous <laughs> but I'll wait a minute before we super get into that one um, <laughs> yeah basically i think it's one thing to write this stuff it's another thing to like really push it on people and like you say it was the fans not necessarily the writer but the writer mm-hmm. must have known that there was a risk of the well, the writer actually it. addressed it well oh, wow. um, yeah for this particular fic the writer did address it and say that she was like she was really happy the connection people could make with her writing but she was like, stop fucking sending it to yeah. them. Stop bringing it. And like, whilst that was admirable, like you said, she had to be aware that what she was doing would probably eventually reach them. Mm. Um, but like you said, she did try to kind of like put a stop in it and went, you know, if you enjoy my writing, that's great. But don't ruin this for everybody. Don't then, you know, say bring it to their attention. Make it this horrible thing. Because you know, when we originally was gonna, we were gonna start recording this episode. I wasn't sure whether or not to even talk about it because I was like, I do still feel like a bit uncomfortable that for me it was like a really important fanfic, even mm-hmm. though it was based off these real people. In this fanfic, there were characters. Yes. And I, like I said, I got really involved with the character fanfic. Like people would literally like they would use their names but they would put the name of the fic before their name so you knew they were talking about the fic and not the real people yeah it's hard because it's like it is it's still the real people however you frame it even though she tried to tell people to not not write a story about just fictional people you chose to base yeah and Mm -hmm. i'd mentioned to you earlier today and you looked absolutely horrified that there is a video of um i think it's dylan sprouse Um, very much aware of fanfic between him and his twin brother and actually reading it in an interview and he seemed a bit horrified like he could joke about it Mm -hmm. but that is a bit traumatizing and it makes Mm -hmm. me concerned for who would write those things but I didn't even regardless of if it's incest yeah you you're weird if you like you know try and act like it's not weird do you know what I mean like yeah 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 it's one thing to write things and it's another to completely just um disregard the impact of it and I just found it so bizarre with that video people find it funny like that is horrific to me I can't imagine people writing those things about me but do you know though this is like again where it comes to the whole idea of when fanfic is based on real people there is still a line of course there is. and like that is a fucking line because people did the same thing with like um Gerard Way and Mikey Way for My Chemical yeah. Romance. Like, there was fanfic out there of them. And I was like, they're fucking siblings. Like, it's. I think it's a case different. of being so it's... desensitized to these people. Yeah. They forget they're real living human beings. And mm-hmm. um, prime example of that, we are going to dive in, is One Direction. Yeah. So, me and Sky were never in One Direction. Like, we've mm-hmm. never, like, obsessed. We weren't 
a lot of the fans even called directioners i think so i don't know who knows yeah but <laughs> that, <laughs> so obviously we were not super into it like yeah. don't get me wrong they had one or two songs i could like get mm-hmm. on with but i was never like invested in them as people i thought zane mm-hmm. was kind of cute that was kind of the extent of it for me so mm-hmm. i have struggled for years to understand the obsession so as in I can understand the appeal as much as you can you know as far as you can understand the appeal of things but I have never understood the obsession to the point of like Taylor Swift fan obsession where they Mm. dive into every single little thing they're wearing this shirt and they're wearing this thing and it got to the point of of course people writing fanfic about them being with each other and um Mm -hmm. is it Larry that's the really big fandom yeah yeah to the point did you know that they knew of it and it actually caused their friendship to slightly disintegrate do you know what though liana it's like really ironic because this was literally what happened with the fic that i'm talking about exactly and i think people need to think about these things before they put Mm -hmm. this stuff out into the world and it's so fascinating to me that people were so adamant about being real that they actually ruined a real life friendship and you know people were devastated when one direction broke up and Zane leaving and such but part of me can't help but think that some of the actions of these fans like these incredibly explicit fan mm-hmm. they were writing kind of contributed mm-hmm. I mean I wasn't in there so I can't say that for a fact but you know, it's kind of obvious that can't have helped the situation and their bond and then it didn't stop after because like I said we weren't like super involved in it but it didn't really stop after that because then obviously when the band broke up people thought that that was the reason why and it's like yeah because they were all seeing each other and it yeah. was just so ridiculous it's like this isn't daisy jones <laughs> like mm-hmm. this isn't fleetwood mac um also that you know what saying that that's another thing we can talk about we can talk about how daisy jones is clearly fleetwood mac fanfic mm-hmm. but anyway mm-hmm. regardless <laughs> i just think that like the one direction fanfic and the one you're talking about it's mm-hmm. it's so creepy to me that people were so heavily involved it's like it wasn't a one-off thing you know mm-hmm. it wasn't this one thing where people go holy shit that's real it was like a fandom like they actually mm-hmm. had like these huge communities of like multiple pieces of fiction god knows how many and how many readers and mm-hmm. like yeah i can't help but think at that point just create fictional characters i think it's also it's definitely like what you spoke about at the beginning of this episode an age thing because yeah. now that like say for me it's been like 10 years or whatever since i originally read this book like my thoughts on it are very different obviously you know considering the fact that like i'm not really encouraging people to go find it now and i don't like i'm not excusing the actions at all because you're completely right in everything that you're saying but i do think a lot of it comes from age that like again when i was younger and i was reading it i was like how can me reading this contribute to like just not not i'm saying that it did destroy anybody's lives it didn't i think the events that happened because they just happened the way they were going to happen anyway but things like this you know just fan intensity fanfic or no fan intensity is always like a big thing when it comes to like especially bands and music yes because like with like with acting and stuff you know you only spend so long with this group of people and then like once the filming's done you move on bands are different like you're with them for a long long time they now and become your family so when that like weird line starts to kind of be drawn I again I can understand how like even if it isn't 
the ultimate factor it's definitely got to be a contributing one I agree I um and this sky is why you need to read Daisy Jones and the Six (laughs) because I mean you know the incredible uh TikTok sound going around at the minute from Euphoria yeah 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 Yeah. Um, (laughs) the best one I've seen in ages was um Mm -hmm. one where a girl was like um Fleetwood Mac watching the Daisy Jones and the Six series when it comes out and so she's fucking play about us but honestly I have not yet seen something which kind of like takes a real life event and runs with not real life event like real life scenario and runs with it and kind of like takes it and makes it its own thing so well because Mm -hmm. you're very much aware that this is based on this group of people but it's not like every single person has an avatar like it is Mm -hmm. in say after but (laughs) which (laughs) Which we're gonna get to really yeah which is what we watched today just in (laughs) case anyone is curious (laughs) but yeah so say in um, Fleetwood Mac I don't know how familiar you are with the drama in Fleetwood Mac not super kind of fascinating Steve Nicks dated um Lindsay Buckingham they Mm. were fucking mental together but like anyone that's into that push and pull they love it you know and the central relationship in Daisy Jones and the Six resembles it it isn't quite the same because there's not so much confirmation it's a lot more vague and I think that's why people do love Daisy Jones and the Six and why they're so excited for the show you know see that like uh, dynamic play on screen and you know there's different relationships within the group and that happened within Fleetwood Mac but of course not every single person resembles a real life person in Fleetwood Mac it's more how fascinating is it that there was this group where there was weird dynamics and then someone else a woman got brought in that made them famous and it's just the basic core concept and it Mm -hmm. works so well because they based it in the same era so it's the 70s and similar music style but it's not so explicitly based on real people and um I just think this is something that the author Taylor Jenkins Reid is incredible at because say with um Seven Husbands which you have read and makes you very happy yeah yeah read it um (laughs) she said it's based on a lot of um A-lister Hollywood actresses hasn't she like um I I feel awful because I've completely blanked on her name um she played Cleopatra she had like a shit ton of husbands um black hair people are gonna hate us so much oh my god what is her name oh no I remember Elizabeth Taylor Elizabeth Taylor so yes um it's like if you're familiar with like classic Hollywood which interestingly does actually have a fandom I don't know if you knew this I did yeah Yeah, it's really interesting (laughs) yeah Um, I think that's really really interesting but anyway Mm -hmm. yeah it's so obviously based on her and how she had all these different like really publicized marriages you know like married people twice all that jazz um but again it's not it's not so obvious it's based on a real person it's more the idea and like the fantasy and the legend of someone isn't it and if you ask me if you are so inspired by a real life person you want to write something that's mm-hmm. the way to do it honestly like yeah just personal opinion but that's how you can do it do, affecting someone I do also think this is a sign of the times though because like not to I mean to be fair this is why we wanted to talk about what like our biggest fix were because we'll probably keep yeah. referring to them as like examples and I think it was just so interesting like I said you had one that was based in fantasy I had one yeah. that was based in reality yeah but like this one for example I feel like um because <laughs> to, again the only people that are probably gonna know are people that have read it but I'm pretty sure the author at one point was starting to rewrite it as like a completely fictional novel like that's mad he, actually I haven't like I haven't followed her in a long time 
so like I wouldn't know but um, at one point she was on the journey to start like actually writing it so it could be published because like a lot of fanfic actually is anyway there were physical mm. copies being <laughs> sold um physical but I think yeah yeah she there were like and it was the same with the after fanfic as well because I um won't name them but I know somebody who was really into the one direction fan fiction and they had physical copies of the original fanfic because okay, anybody so I can just, self-publish I kind of things. just have to go on a tiny bit of a tangent here when you say yeah. that do you mean like the after actual after novel or like before no they no no name? no like also when it was the, actually like the OG Harry. fanfic yeah oh, and the that. same with um moon dust which it sounds so fucking stupid mm. to call it that but with the fic that I'm on about same thing it had also had like a really beautiful cover like honestly you would if you didn't know the fandom yes you would just be like See, this completely is the problem, sold into isn't it is like when does it become when is it harmless when is it harmful because some people coming across these things they don't know it's based on real people they've no yeah. clue so it's like you, you can't control it but anyway sorry uh, well so no just the point I was going to make of what you were saying is that like with this one I think a lot of it was because you know when you're a writer we know this is just creative people in general it is really hard to get people to notice you so I feel like the reason that they did what they did is because they knew there was already a really dedicated fan base to these this fandom and these particular people so like I mean it's like (laughs) OG SEO you know like when you're searching for these people this is what's going to come up I mean like any AO3 connoisseur like myself Mm -hmm. You've seen that tag shit. Like they will include a paragraph about certain characters just because Mm -hmm. they can then include it in the tags. Mm -hmm. So like we're saying, you might not be familiar with something, but you've become one of the consumers because you've stumbled across because they're weirdly fucking genius. And that's when I start to get weirdly suspicious of these writers and wonder how old they are. Because 13 year olds Mm. don't think to do that. I think people would be surprised at the ages. Like Mm. you, I mean, to be fair, I guess anyone's writing, you can kind of tell. So like, um, I'm pretty sure the woman who wrote the one that I'm on about was like in her early twenties when she wrote it. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like a, as far as I'm aware, it wasn't like a teenager that wrote it. Um, But again, like you said, you can kind of tell because I I used to like to believe that I was a prolific writer when I was like 15, (laughs) but I wasn't. (laughs) The stuff I wrote was pretty shit. Um, I like to think I'm better now, but you know, I am 25 approaching 26. It's taken this long <laughs> to get there. Mm. Um, so yeah, but this also then leads us on to something we could not. So I, Liana had said that she wanted to see the after films because if you're going <laughs> to talk <laughs> kind of like the Anne Rice thing, if you're going to talk about fanfic, you can't not talk about after because it's not the only one. It's like, it's one of those things people are like, I've never read a fanfic or I've never watched a fanfic. And it's like, that you know of. Yeah. And uh, after's a big shades, part of that. baby. Come oh, we'll on. get there. You know we what? will get right. there. I'm just going to say, we're quite a bit into this episode and there's a long way to go. So listeners, buckle in, because you're probably like not far into this that we know. Get a snack, get a drink, get Honestly, the AO3 tab ready. Take a pee break at this point. Like bringing <laughs> yeah. up Fifty Shades, I've got way more steam in me, honest. Well, to stay on after for a second. <laughs> oh no, yeah, go for it. Um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So you said Liana had wanted to watch the after films. 
So Liana had wanted to watch the after films, but she hadn't got around to it because, you know, busy, busy lives. Um, so I said to her, I was like, you know, whilst we're just having a drink and chilling today, why don't we, like, I was like, just watch the second one. Yeah. And like, I know that sounds crazy because everyone's like, how can you watch the second one and not watch the first one? It's because anyone who's watched it knows that like, it's like the first one is the epitome of what fluff is in fanfic. Yeah. And then the second one is the epitome of what smut is in fanfic. I mean, come on. Like, I literally was telling you beat for beat what was going to happen. And I'd never seen the first. Yeah. If yeah. you've read, you don't even have to have read fanfic. You have to have read like two. And this is a thing which I'm going to touch on towards the end of this episode. What's it called? Like con- contemporary lit? I fucking, mm. young. was it new adult? Like, yeah, new adult. New, it just means yeah. smut. <laughs> Anyone that's read one of those books can tell you what is going to happen in the entire after trilogy. And do you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing because, mm-hmm. and this is the appeal of these films and why I told you I wanted to watch them. There's something comforting in that. There really is. There is. Especially if you, you know, like you watch a lot of darker shit sometimes or consume a lot of dark shit. Sometimes you do just want something which mm-hmm. takes it back to basics and you know what's coming, but you can just enjoy the ride. Like, it's I don't think it's it's even like always dark shit. It's like because we always say that like there's like the passive and active audience. Yeah, it doesn't matter which one you are, both are fine. Yeah, but we're very much active audience members. <laughs> like we'll watch even like something like fucking after and try and analyze it. Like we were. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> And we were like, oh my god, this could have been so deep. If Literally, done it like we are this. watching after going. Do you know what? If they change that one sentence, like, and honestly, Sky, the version we were writing <laughs> yeah. could have been a good fucking film. Slapped. I don't mean it like fucking a masterpiece. I'm talking two point five stars on Letterboxd instead of like one star. But yeah. it could have just been like, it could have been a film where you'd watch it and you'd think like, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed some it. Actually, went into this. Yeah, yeah like some thought. But like, <laughs> the thing is. That's the fun of it. That is yeah. the fun of a lot of fan fiction. Is mm-hmm. it's bad, and I hate to say it because at the end of the day, a writer put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah, but it's fun. It's so it fun. Is. It is so fun, and I also think there's like, and again, this is where like it goes back to your question of like, you know, if you're going to write something that detailed, why not do it originally? It's because there's like a safety zone in stuff yes. that already exists, and you're like, if you have like, because writer's block is the worst fucking feeling. So like, if you have it, you're just like, I'm just going to Google what happened in this scene or this particular <laughs> point in history. And I'm just going to use that instead because like, it's just a great, it's like, I used to use fan, like I didn't write like actual, it's hard to describe. I didn't write actual fan fiction, but like I would use it as like writing exercises. Oh, like prompts. So, yeah. So yeah. again, Liana will know the fanfic that I keep talking about did actually inspire me to write my own. Like it got, it, honestly, it got me back into writing again. Yes, Is it Liana, what inspired see... your big yes. project? Yes, nice. <laughs> it did. It. I don't know how you haven't made that connection yet. No, because now you say it, it's very obvious. This is a project that like is never going to be released to the public. So anyone that's listening may never yeah, read like, it. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> but like <laughs> when I was, again, when I was like in a really horrible place in my, my mental health and just my life in general and I had this fic and I was like, fuck, I want to start writing again. Mm. So I did. And like, I didn't like copy and paste this fic, but it had like huge inspiration. It was almost like, like you just said, it's what I would have done if I was writing it and it wasn't actually based on these real people. Do you know what? That mm. is me when I go back and I reread Seven Husbands. There are times mm-hmm. when you go and read something and you think, bitch, 
my rewriting is its own thing and that is my point with fan fiction when mm-hmm. you change so much it is completely new it's it's fair use honestly yeah. we can go into the whole fair use debate we can go into so many theoretical debates when we talk about fan fiction honestly mm-hmm. like I said death of the author fair use everything um it's fascinating what fan fiction takes you into honestly mm-hmm. and like I said earlier it is so a world and area for writers because mm-hmm. like we're saying you think I like what they did there yeah you know what and so for myself when I read No Feather Bed for me I'm like yeah and I go I go to myself I like that Gendry said this subtly and then mm-hmm. you go I'm going to employ that in my own stuff but yeah. in a book you may notice that but you notice it more in fanfic because it's different to what you've already read so it stands yeah. out does that make sense Huge. I actually think fan like reading fanfic is like a writing exercise. I completely agree. It's like a, it's like yeah. a writing class almost. It really is. Mm, I love it. Like, I know you like the term. I know like you hate the term elevated horror, but like fanfic <laughs> is like elevated literature. <laughs> honestly, honestly, no. Because you're, you're so right, and like that's what it was for me. Like I started writing and. I'm not I'm not like trying to get like super deep with this but like I'm not sure my writing would be where it is right now if I maybe I hadn't read that thing. completely agree honestly yeah. because um if we're you know we've talked about after um I don't know if you have other things to say before I move on a little bit um not things that people are gonna like so we can just move <laughs> on <laughs> but anyway um yeah so, um after brings me to you know making films out of fanfic mm-hmm. and kind of like you know adapting fanfic in a similar way to Fifty Shades. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know if we have anything original to say about Fifty Shades. Nothing other than original. It's kind but... of interesting to change names and make something new. But yeah. other than that, like you know, it's been said a million times. We've got to mention it in this episode, but I don't really. Have I also anything guess to say. for like what well, I guess for anybody who doesn't know. Because I was actually having a conversation with somebody at work the other day, and they didn't know this, but like, um, Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fan fiction. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will know, but some really don't. It's mad, isn't and it? like, honestly, it was, it was the exact same journey as after. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's like changing it, names, and it's smuttier, and you put it out, and it's that's it, really. But I know this isn't like necessarily related to fanfic, but like if we're just talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, I kind of feel like we have to talk about the impact Fifty Shades of Grey had. <laughs> I have many things to say, right? About Fifty Shades itself, no, mm-hmm. but about its cultural dominance and its cultural impact a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm going to dive into some real life anecdotes here because that's mm-hmm. the best bit of listening to a podcast, and we all know it. When I was 15, I started a job at a cafe at a fucking theme park. And do you know what I mean? In your head, that's wholesome. You're 15 mm-hmm. years old. You're making like, I don't know if anyone listening to this well by is going to know what is a pasty. It's from our home area. It's it's like, it's the yummiest food in the world. But I've so never just felt more food. like a Southwest girl than when you <laughs> said that sentence. <laughs> you're just kind of like, yeah, I was just making foods and like teas and like stuff like that. And I'm minding my own business, right? Like I'm on the phone to my friends and stuff like that. And one woman I worked with, looking back, she was not that old, but to a 15 year old they're very old and they're worldly and really looking back she's probably 22 but she kept being on a kindle and I kept thinking to myself at that age loser because of course yeah. kindle <laughs> beats like old person when you're that age yeah and we've it, had this discussion before yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 
they weren't new by any means, but they still weren't widely used yet. They were only really used by people that read a lot so they could justify it. But anyway, she always had her Kindle on her in the kitchen, quiet 10 minutes, she's on the Kindle. I'm like, what the fuck can she be reading? that is that good and do you know what it was 50 shades gray and the receptionist came in one day what are you reading love 50 shades gray (laughs) like it just it ended up having a ripple effect and this was before it became a worldwide phenomenon and I remember asking my mum because I've recognized the cover from seeing it on again mum are you Mm -hmm. reading oh my god Leanna no (laughs) like all this stuff and I I kind of connected the dots later on that the rise of Kindles kind of coincided with the rise of 50 shades because people could read it there are there are literally statistics that 50 shades of gray increase the popularity of kindles and And it's so fascinating i absolutely love it you know i was just saying that like you know i thought we were going to go off the fan fiction tangent here with 50 shades of gray but we're not because 50 shades of gray is the same thing with fan like people were ashamed to be reading it and like (laughs) just to talk about like real yeah just to to talk about like real world effects again like when we were in school you remember like the beginning of English we would have like quiet reading time um and everybody would be like reading something and like again I'm not gonna name them but I can tell you who it was after we finished recording (laughs) this somebody on my table was reading 50 shades of gray and it was like astounding because she was reading the physical copy and she was not ashamed and I don't know if this is going to offend some people, but like it's not meant to sound offensive. Um, basically, she asked what flogging was. Oh my God. Right. She was reading it and she just asked our table what flogging was. And because a lot of people didn't even really know what Fifty Shades of Grade was at the time, so they didn't realize what she was reading, they used the example of a story from the Bible <gasps> to explain what flogging was. Oh and I just remember God. being sat there during that exchange. And I hadn't read Fifty Shades of Grey yet, but I knew what it was. It was on my radar. And I was sat there during so with the context clue, you're like, yeah, I was just kind of like, I don't really know if the author ever intended for like this situation and 50 shades of gray and flogging to all be put in the same sentence. It's so mad to me because I remember, and I think we're talking about the same person, if I'm right. I remember being in geography class and someone Mm. reading it and the teacher being like, what are you reading? And I remember my sister going on a French trip Mm. with the geography lot and her literally texting me saying the geography teacher was reading that book at the front of the bus and it just it made my day because I was like the lack of shame was incredible Mm -hmm. and that has evolved to what we see on book talk today and Mm -hmm. of course we're gonna have to bring up book talk we just are um I have my opinions about book talk we'll probably do an episode at the end of the day what it boils down to it's always good if people are getting into reading like end of really as long as they're not reading really horrific stuff which kind of can get people into but that's another topic <laughs> then fair do but a lot of it and we have to admit this is smut it is that's what's got people back into it and you know what good for them brilliant but what I will say is that not everyone in that audience should be reading it in a similar way to mm-hmm. 50 shades mm-hmm. the it's fine to read fanficy stuff and at the end of the day, a lot of fanficy stuff, which reaches a wider audience, is adapted and just comes out as like a normal smart book, which we mm. kind of touched on earlier, has kind of been named New Adult, which I don't really understand. But New Adult, I know it's like a lot of things. It's a big umbrella and genre, but a lot of it is very smart heavy. Um, mm. A lot of stuff in, you know, 
book top circles in new adult shelves is um it's repackaged fan fiction and yeah. it's so frustrating that people kind of try to gloss over that and paint mm-hmm. over that because they're there singing the praises of these books but then they would shit on fanfic and it's like but you're reading fanfic but you know what it's it's like kind of almost what we were speaking about like just before we started recording and something we spoke about in like one of our halloween episodes it's a similar vein to at the moment um the popularity attack on titan has right um which again is very related to fanfic because everybody knows the attack on titan and fan fiction association anyway um (laughs) (laughs) but um attack on titan is currently obviously really really popular i'm i'm getting confused here. um but people are still shitting on anime right people are watching attack on titan and they're still shitting on anime and we said this back in our uh, k-horror episode is the same thing with squid game people were shitting on k-dramas but then they were praising squid game and it's one of those things that it's like fan fiction isn't one novel it is a genre. Yes, is, and they're trying uh, to remove themselves community. from it, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you don't like the real life aspects of fanfic. You don't like the smutty aspects of fanfic. That's fine. You There's so much you can explore. The same with anime, the same with K-dramas. Like, it's like, you like horror. Do you like every single horror film? No, of course you don't. It's the exact same thing. And I yeah. feel like you just said, it's the same thing with um, New Adult, that it's like, it is just repackaged fan fiction. Yes. And it's a way for people to justify to themselves that they're not just reading fan fiction. It's and like, I can give you the best fucking example. <laughs> and I told you I was going to do it. The Love Hypothesis. I have oh, things yeah. to say. I have things to say. My you dear need to friend, tell me what this is now because I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. heard of it. My dear friend Kaya, they have been a guest on this podcast, uh, Gays and Ghouls Halloween episode um, a few years back. Um, <laughs> as soon as I said I was reading this book, Kaya, and I'm sure they'll be fine with me saying this, urged me to put that shit down, honestly. And I was like, no, nah, there can't be any harm in it. There can't be any harm in it. Fuck me. Honestly, fuck me. Problem is, these books like fan fiction because they as we are saying are repackaged fan fiction you cannot stop turning them pages because it does not matter how crap it is it's just written in such a page turny way like chapter mm-hmm. by chapter like fanfic so the love hypothesis i'll describe the book and then i'll tell you what it's based on see if you can gather okay we're in the world of academia we've got a young woman named olive yeah cool name very much a yn kind of vibe being called yeah. olive you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. She, she she has this passion. She's not like other girls. She wants to go into academia. Da, 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 da. There is a guy who has a reputation in the university. He's a hard ass. He he always misgrades people. Her friends hate him. She's never been in his class. But when she interviewed at that uni, her contacts were fucked one day. She was crying and some guy was like talking to her, but she couldn't see him because she was crying for her contacts. But she thought he was really tall. He was really broody. He had a long nose. He had like longish black hair. And I was like, huh. It's based on a character. I have no I've idea what this is based on. Okay, right. Put it this way. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, it's based, it's Kylo Ren. Okay. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it's Kylo, it, it's what's it called? Rhino? It's it, it's repackaged Rilo. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck me, honestly. Like, 
some fan fiction, when they change the name, you're like, how is this based on those characters? Because it's got nothing to do yeah. with them. So you realize the fan fiction has nothing to fucking do with them. They've literally just taken the characters and put them in a completely different world. And it doesn't make any sense yeah. other yeah. than the physical description of them. But like, fuck me, that book. Like <laughs> everyone was talking, like it went viral. Everyone on TikTok was talking about how like dirty it was and like how good the romance was. And I thought if it's dirty and good romance, like a really good, balance like I'll read mm-hmm. that shit I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. no <laughs> like I hate to say it I did not enjoy it like don't get mm-hmm. me wrong it was like a fun read to read one night like if you're not paying like 10 pound for the physical coffee but yeah and this is I will say this actually when we talk about young adult and book top books Kindles have definitely helped with that as well and Kindle Unlimited because not everyone wants to spend lots of money on these books which and mm-hmm. I know they hate to admit it are not necessarily incredible because mm-hmm. they don't want to spend eight ninety nine a pop on these books, you know, because I think people very much wear they are not incredible. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm not trying to take away from the writers because at the end of the day, writing a novel is an incredible feat. But what is going on? <laughs> just going to circle around to that. Like, what is happening where you just have to change the name from a fan yeah. and get published? Like, but like you say, the appeal's there. So yeah, the demand is there. I feel like that's like prime SEO though of like like you just said like <laughs> these characters had like no association to their yeah. original characters and yet they still decided to do it yeah. it's like just because it's so funny because in my story that was inspired by the fic that I read I actually addressed like fourth wall break addressed <laughs> the whole idea of fan fiction oh, wow. and the fact that like I had one of the characters talking about how like these fantasies are safe inside fans heads but like then once they're unleashed they do all this damage um and this was like specifically about like real life ones but again it was a really simple thing where it's like yeah you just you take these characters and it doesn't even have to have any association with them but like you said then why like do you (laughs) I mean this particular one I can't really comment on because I wasn't even deep enough in that kind of fandom to even be able to comment Mm. on it but yeah I didn't expect it to be that when you told me what what it was (laughs) I know it's daft isn't it but mm-hmm. I just, I find it hilarious you say it's SEO. Like, it's the SEOification of... I'm making it sound so sophisticated. Like No, it's not. <laughs> because at the end of the day, when it took that, like, leap onto BookTok and BookTok became a thing, of course it was then going to, you know, mm. completely evolve into something and create. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know BookTok isn't responsible for New Adult, but you have to admit there is a bit of a correlation. But it's yeah. just fascinating to me to see basically a fanfic become this, like, real published presence and not just oh you can buy it on Amazon but like you can walk into your bookshop and find and it's there. so many books based mm-hmm. on fanfic and they're not even necessarily smutty I mean yes let's be real like 99% but you will get ones which are just so yeah. clearly based on another world and it is insane to me but then mm-hmm. as much as I say it's insane the amount of books you read where it's so obvious it's in, inspired by this other thing mm-hmm. um I think it really gets under the fanfic label when it's a woman publishing the story online. If it isn't that, then it isn't called fanfic. Do you know what though? Like, not to again try and get like philosophical about a topic, but you could also go into like the whole idea of like sexism in the fanfic community. Because like you just said, like when it's written by a woman, they're like, oh, it's smutty. It's like, if you haven't even read it, you're like, oh, it's obviously just, 
it's just written for like self-pleasure and blah 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 mm-hmm. and whatever and it's just like have you actually read it yeah. no <laughs> it's no, not it's not always that it's like there are so many reasons people write fanfic like it's because they really like something and they don't want it to end it's because they saw an element in something and they wanted to explore it somebody wanted to do a writing exercise somebody was really horny one night and did decide to write just smutty <laughs> smuts but like there's so many different aspects of it and like it's just like anything it's such a shame how it was shamed so much that even we didn't talk about it yeah together like it Which took is until... insane to look back on yeah like before this episode we've spoken about like our fanfic eras before <laughs> but like it's taken till now to really get into it and like I didn't even tell you what my fanfic was until I think the other night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because there was still that shame associated with it. And like, now I don't have a shame about it. It is, again, just not about wanting to draw attention to it. But like, now I'm kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I read it. And it, like I said, it inspired some of my own writing. It helped me get back into writing. And this is where like the whole idea of like the fan bit of fan fiction really comes in you Mm -hmm. know like there was this whole community of people that I met through this fic like not even necessarily to do with this fandom but like just to do with writing in general and like they really helped me like you know not to sound like oh I need appraisal and compliments and stuff but having people read my stuff and be like wow this is actually really good made me realize huh okay maybe I can make a career out of this and this is where like I imagine we're wrapping up a little bit here but Mm -hmm. this is where I just want to like on a final note say that fan fiction is kind of important because Mm -hmm. it allows people to have safe prompts and explore worlds they already know and are comfortable with to write and get experience because you might really like writing fantasy but you might not be confident completely creating a world you Mm -hmm. know you might be wanting to write romance and really struggle with how to create characters and dynamics but because as you know already established characters and dynamics you can explore that and just write dialogue and like scenes and for that reason I honestly think that people shouldn't be ashamed about their fan fiction past I understand being embarrassed about the quality of your writing so not Mm -hmm. necessarily wanting to share you know like your actual stories and your username but I don't think it should be a shameful thing to have done it and participated in it Mm -hmm. at all there's also like also people grow again just to keep using this particular fic as an example the author of this like you know she did come out and say to stop talking to the actual people she also had other fics like I could be completely wrong because I didn't delve super super hard into this side of the fandom but I'm sure her fic was like the fic of this fandom and I think for that reason a lot of people had read her other ones and her other ones went into stuff like Again, if you're an avid fan fiction reader, you know, of like the Omegaverse and things like that. She went mm. into stuff like that. Hell. She wrote slightly more problematic AUs that like she didn't intend to write them problematically, but like as the years went on, she actually deleted them and she gave explanations as to why she had written them at the time. She understood why they weren't mm. kind of okay anymore. She apologized to anyone that she had offended with them or upset or like had caused any kind of damage with them. And yeah, I think like I said, it's just a, it just kind of shows people of the fan fiction era growing up. And like, I know fan fiction isn't over and maybe this is just us again, being of an age that we are, but obviously fan fiction as we experienced it is over. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to go back into that whole shameful side of it, but even people hiding it, like I said, added that intimacy that doesn't exist anymore. It's definitely a lot more about community now, which I think is fantastic, but there is just something about 
2 a.m. in the morning, being completely on your own in pitch black with that screen lighting up your face <laughs> and being like just completely involved in this world. It's so brilliant. It's, it's just like, it, such a different yeah. experience to reading just generic published fiction. Like, yeah. and it, it's very much a case of if you know, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> you had to be there. Honestly, you can't. You like I said, you really can't explain it. Like I said, mm. if you're watching this or listening to this now, and you have no fucking clue why we wanted to do this, thanks for sticking around. But this wasn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is for the people that were there. Like probably mm. people mostly of our age, yeah. maybe a little bit younger or older. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a feeling and experience you can't really summarise. And um, we just wanted to have a fangirl moment and address it. <laughs> I mean, there are a million other things we could have spoken about, like super hulock mm-hmm. and stuff, but they're completely yeah. massive topics, which I'm not, you know, yeah. comfortable with making a dent in. But I'm aware that loads of people talk about this stuff still to this day. So if mm-hmm. people have recommendations for, say, um, people who comment on this stuff or video essayists mm-hmm. or other creators, then I'd love to hear it because this is a this is a topic I do not feel like is discussed also, very much. Yeah, this is also like a like we've always said this about like the white noise area in general, like our social medias and the comment section. Like this is a completely safe space. Like we don't condone mm. any shaming or anything like that. So like if you wanted to come to a space to share like oh this fanfic really had an impact yes. on me, even if now you absolutely hate it. And you'll never touch it again but it had a moment in history for you then like let us know because we want to we want to hear it oh yeah we want an open forum over Mm -hmm. on twitter yeah (laughs) so definitely (laughs) let us know but thank you very much for listening if you got this far i really enjoyed this episode honestly i'm gonna say i think it's been my favorite so far it's oh yeah we were both so excited (laughs) this one and like you said we could have gone on for a long time we could have got more specific i mean if people wanted to hear more we could do it I mean we're very kind of like if and or on it because like I said we don't want to then like draw attention to the wrong things but you know there's so much positive yeah there's so much positivity in fanfic that people overlook because they don't get it and it's like if you don't get it then just fuck off like we don't (laughs) like why don't (laughs) want to hear it it. (laughs) like literally yeah if you don't like it and you don't get it that's fine but just like go do whatever you like doing then yeah like yeah screw you gone <laughs> honestly yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening watching however you consumed this um please leave a like if you enjoyed and yeah, remember to subscribe our twitter <laughs> and the youtube video and everything <laughs> <laughs> All that we are not used to doing these call outs at the end but yeah i really hope you enjoyed and that's it from us today so yeah. bye see you next time bye <laughs>